0: Hey there friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith and take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. Before we jump into our episode, just want to give you a heads up about the upcoming college and career retreat that will be held on February 9th through the 10th, 2024 in Greenville, North Carolina. It'll be hosted at People's Baptist Church, and it's going to be a great Friday evening and Saturday event. There will be powerful preaching, worship, we'll have breakout sessions, a real talk session, uh, some Q&A, and some fun activities, delicious food as always, and we have a discount early bird registration. If you will register before uh, January 1, you can receive $10 off your registration. And also for leaders that are coming, we will also have some breakout training sessions just for you, anything dealing with college and career ministry, uh, campus ministry, just to try to be an encouragement and a help to you as well. So you can get all the information you need. Register at cfcretreats.com. And uh, please bring your group, bring you, yourself, uh, pass the word along. And we look forward to having a great, time at this year's retreat. Now we're finishing up our study on the fruit of the spirit. We come to the last fruit and is that of temperance. As we read down through the list here, we've looked at each one individually, but here it says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Now, temperance, we would typically refer to this as self-control, and I believe this is an area that many people struggle with. And I think many of the issues we face many times boil down to our self-control or lack thereof. Now, when I say self-control, some things may come to your mind. You may think instantly of drugs, of alcohol, people not having self-control to refrain from these things, maybe food, maybe people hoarding stuff, maybe leaders and the discipline that they have. When I think about people who have self-control, I think about athletes. They're very, uh, they have a very self-controlled or disciplined life where they're able to control their exercise, their, their workouts, their trials, their diet, and all of these things. Self-control involves so many aspects of our lives, from the big to the small. It can be as simple as getting out of bed at a certain time how much or how little will you eat? Obeying the speed limit, or to what degree you will obey it, right? Or speed limit suggestions, or are they laws? Maybe fulfilling a class assignment, or to what extent you will do that class assignment. So self control uh, runs throughout our lives in so many different ways. As we look down through here, we just want to give some thoughts on the idea of understanding self control and how it can apply to you and I today. Now the word self control or temperance here is used four times in our New Testament. It refers to one. Who masters his or her passions and appetites? Really, it's mastery or control over all areas of your life. That would be your thoughts your actions, your reactions, your decisions to do what you do with your time. And obviously, the opposite would be no self-control. You cannot uh, control yourself. Now, I think self-control encompasses two main divisions in our life. It would be the ability to abstain from doing, or, or, or in other words, what not to do, and the ability to engage in doing that what to do so two areas here what not to do and what to do and that is controlling ourselves with discipline there what to do now self-control involves the will. now we use our intellect or our mind to make our plans we do this all the time we make our decisions what we will and will not do we decide in our mind but guess what We determine in our will. The will has the final say. How many times have you decided in your mind or made plans to do something? You see, good intentions don't always cut it. How many times have you had a good intention and not followed through with it? That's where the self-control comes in. That's where the will executes the plan. We can have good intentions but not execute We can have plans, but not follow through. We can really want to do something, but not do it. What is the issue? Well, we've talked uh, repeatedly, really, and I, I don't minimize this as far as the flesh and the spirit as we've gone through this study. Paul talked about this, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to the other So that you cannot do the things that you would. So here Paul recognizes the battle and it's essentially this. There are two natures who want entirely different things at the same time. And these two are in constant opposition. We must have self-control if we're going to do the things that we should do and not do the things that we should not do. And that's where self-control comes in. He understood there's going to be a battle. You and I experience that every single day of our lives, the internal struggle that we've talked about. But what will give us victory in the internal struggle is self-control. It's the fruit of temperance. You see, self-control, I believe, is strategically listed last in the list of the fruit of the Spirit. You see, self-control is needed in order to practice each of the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. The list begins with love. Think of that, love, joy, peace, which love is an act of the will. You and I can use lip service and say we love, but love is demonstrated via action, and it's an act of the will to love those who are unlovable, to love when we don't feel like it, to love when we're tired and we're frustrated. You see, it's self-control that wheels what we really do. Self-control will choose what we really do. So why is self-control so important? Well, without self-control or temperance, we will not be able to do what we ought to do. Good intentions will never be enough. I mean, think about New Year's resolutions. Think about you making these good intentions to be organized, to, to plan, to do this spiritually, to do this uh, within your workplace or with your family, your kids or class or whatever it is. It's our actual actions that will matter. And without temperance, we will be like a wave of the sea mentioned in James. It will be driven about by our external influences, the decisions of others, our flesh, our culture, and sin. But when we have self-control, you and I influence the flesh. You and I influence the culture. You and I influence sin by not doing it. You and I influence the decisions of others. We will be influenced by the internal decisions that you and I make, and we will it out through self-control. Now, without self-control, we will not follow Christ like we should, because our natural bent or our natural follow is to not follow Christ. We will follow our own desires, our own dreams, but with self-control, with fruit of Of the spirit of self control, we will follow Christ like we should. And that's why I think it's essential that you and I, God knows, let's say this God knows that you and I can't do it on our own. He knows that we struggle every single day. He knows the power of the flesh. That's why Paul talks about it so many times that flesh is so powerful. That's why we need the fruit of self control. Now, you and I must be willing to be led by the Spirit, but we must also uh, allow our will to be exercised for you and I to take control over our body, over our will, and that is also helped through the fruit of the Spirit. So how do we practice self-control? What are some ways some some ways that we can help uh, with self-control? Number one, keep the main thing the main thing. Discover and determine what is truly important Focus on our priorities. That's important. That way we can focus on uh, utilizing our self-control in the areas that are the main thing. Sometimes we have so many things we're trying to accomplish and focus on that we get spread out, and then we accomplish nothing. So determine what is the main thing, determine what your goals are, your priorities and begin to focus there. And then secondly, be intentional and plan. Nothing happens by accident. Nothing intentional will ever happen just by a side thought. That's where we need discipline. That's why we look at the military. We look at athletics. We look at people people in leadership roles. And what were they? They were they kept the main thing, the main thing. They were intentional and planned and focused on that and gave everything through discipline discipline and self-control to it. And I would say this, it's just one small step at a time. Too many times we try to do too many things or we try to do something too big. And because we don't see the traction or we lose momentum or we forget one day, we forget to to do uh, whatever it is, then we feel defeated. The guilt comes in and robs us. So do baby steps. Allow yourself to accomplish those baby steps via self-control. And once you do that, you can begin to add more. Number three is know your weaknesses and your strengths. Determine not to settle into your weaknesses. If you know that's your weakness, don't settle into it. Strive to overcome your weakness either through self-control or strive to overcome weaknesses that will hinder your self-control. Use your what? Strengths. To overcome weaknesses. When you can identify what your strengths are, you can utilize these to help you to overcome your weaknesses uh, in many different areas of life. And then, number four, make yourself accountable. Seek guidance and mentorship. Making ourselves accountable is so beneficial because uh, when someone else, we know someone else is gonna ask us, hey, how's that going? Or what, what are you doing with that? We're more apt to do it. Because we don't want to give the answer of failure, of we didn't do it. And so have someone that can help keep you accountable. Maybe you can even keep yourself accountable, but I think there's great benefit in have someone that can help keep you accountable, keeps, keeps you consistent. There's a consistent evaluation there. And we talk often within our uh, college group to do utilize self-evaluation. You do that yourself, yes, but you also find someone that will be transparent and honest with you and will tell you evaluation or will help you to self-evaluate yourself. They will tell you the truth about yourself because many times we don't uh, understand our weaknesses and our strengths. Fully, we identify some, but sometimes we don't realize. Hey, that is a strength that you possess. Hey, that's a weakness you possess. We don't even see it. We're blind to it. And they can help us. Number five would be walk in the Spirit. Do your part. You can't just use the Spirit as a crutch if you're not willing to do your part. How can the Spirit help you? So do your part, but then rely on the Spirit to do what we struggle so hard to do. And so, how do we walk in the Spirit? We're going to talk about that next week on our episode. We've talked about it briefly, but we're going to dive into it a little bit deeper. But it's It's seeking his guidance each and every day, and guess what? Listening to him. It's doing what he says to you to do, and it's following Jesus. That's what walking in the Spirit is, and can I say this? When you fail or you fall in the area of self-control, whether it's with sin, whether it's with organization, whether it's with a goal, a plan, whatever it is, there's going to be times that you fail, but can I say this? Try again, and try again and try again, and try again, and try again. Don't let your failure define or determine your future. Don't let that failure, don't let that falter, don't let that lack of keeping it, that lack of self-control, define or determine your future. When you fall or you fail, try again, try again, try again.